Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. I'm Trisha Keffer from sunny Key Largo, Florida, your host for New Books and Architecture, a podcast channel on the New Books Network. If you have any ideas for books, please send me an email at plantspeoplelove at gmail.com. Today's book, it's very exciting, is Random Imaginations, a collection of illustrated musings by Eddie Chow, published by Oro Editions in 2018. Uh, Hi, Eddie. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you doing? Thanks for having me. Uh, let's start with, uh, could you tell the audience about yourself and your educational background? Um, yeah, um, I'm a landscape architect and um, also adjunct professor. Um, I went to University of California, Berkeley for my um, graduate studies in, mans- in landscape architecture. Um, I, since graduation, I worked primarily in the Bay Area and three years in New Mexico. Um, more recently though, I've, my career sort of moved more onto the academic and education uh, side. Um, I was just recently, um, the, I'm the former program director of landscape architecture at UC Berkeley Extension. And um, I've taught landscape graphics, I've taught freehand drawing for over 20 years. Um, some of the schools I've taught at, uh, UC Davis, UC Berkeley Extension, and now I'm teaching at the University of San Francisco and California College of the Arts. And um, primarily, I teach uh, freshman architecture students as well as continuing education students. Um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, I'm still a practicing landscape architect, um, but I really like teaching, and I find that sometimes I like working more with students and teachers than clients, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Um, yeah, so yeah, you know, I, uh, this phase of my career, I'm, you know, sort of want to pursue me more illustration, particularly in books and, uh, yeah, I'll always be a landscape architect, but you know, um, yeah, I, I enjoy teaching and, um, I, I teach outdoor drawing, site drawing, freehand drawing, and it's sort of a passion of mine that I think, um, it's important, especially when you have a lot of technical drawings in um, colleges right now. Um, so on that note, uh, what was your motivation for for publishing your sketches? Well, you know, to tell you the truth, um, when I first started, I didn't set out to publish anything. <laughs> it just sort of happened. And I think when you do something you love and have a passion for, um, good things can just sort of transpire. And how this started was, um, you know, I was just in, in grad school, um, late night in the studio and, uh, being frustrated, um, on a design project. I wasn't really getting any, um, ideas that I liked. And I just, you know, instead of resorting to my usual <laughs> method of operation where I would flip through magazines and books and try to find a theme that I like and sort of, uh, uh you know, use that as an inspiration. I, 
I just grab the sketchbook <clears throat> and decide that I just need to draw, draw, draw on my own. Um, you know, I, I had a sketchbook that's like, you know, six, maybe six inches by nine inches, about 215 pages. And I just took out my, you know, old Pelican fountain pen and started drawing um, rows and rows of inch and a quarter squares um, on the pages. And, and then within those squares, I just started drawing images from my imagination and memory. And <clears throat> that's how it, the balls got, um, just started getting rolling. And, you know, once <laughs> one box led to another and pretty soon um, it started filling the page. Each page has 24 um, individual drawings on them. And um, I was just just drawing things that came up to my mind. So a stream of consciousness and it just sort of grew and grew. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I mean, the images range from, you know, cityscapes, landscapes, ordinary objects, um, you know, a lot of interiors, a lot of abstractions, textures, um, and things we just see every day. And, and also a lot of imagined places. Um, so this was, you know, I guess it came out of that whole design block and, you know, I just needed to draw stuff that wasn't in front of me. And um, it was just an exercise I didn't really do on my own uh, at that point. And I just thought that this was a good exercise and it really was. And I just started drawing these things that had no rhyme or reason or, or organization, but um, just trying to draw things in my mind and bring it to life. And um, yeah, it just grew and grew. And, uh, you know, there'd be times I would draw two pages a day. Sometimes I would put the book away for weeks, but I always, always came back to it. And in the end, um, you know, 25 years later, I filled the book with um, over 5,000 small black ink drawings. And it became sort of my little visual um, resource, um, uh, sort of library of imagery that I can use whenever I needed some ideas or inspiration. And, um, you know, <clears throat> during the course of this, I, I made a promise to myself to, you know, don't look at something and draw it just draw something for imagination. And that's what I did. So um, that's how the book ended up. <laughs> and it sort of came out of frustration, but in the end it came out to something that, um, that you know, I've been happy with and I'm glad I did it. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's a great way to do it. Cause yeah, cause their first go-to is I would go to books and, and sometimes I, I like, I like to go for a walk, but that's a, that's a great way to just start just drawing things and, it's like your, your right brain, just your dream state just kind of starts taking over and you just start uh, sketching things out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, you know, the title of it's called random imaginations and that's really what, what it is. There's no, um, there's no chapters in a book um, because, you know, it, it really is a, a, a replica of the original sketchbook. And like I said, when I did this, I, I had no intention of publishing this thing and it was just random drawings of, uh, for example, like, you know, um, storefront windows, mountains, uh, dinner table scenes, architecture, uh, plan views of neighborhoods, uh, you know, even, uh, you know, one of my favorite little sketches is just <laughs> the hanging ducks and chickens in a, in a Chinese deli storefront, um, honeycombs, whatever. I mean, all sorts of random different things that, um, 
we think of every day. That's I think things that just pop into our mind subconsciously, and I just sort of put it uh, put it to paper, and um, it just sort of happened that way. Well, I'm going to start with um, mm -hmm. my first question, and I'd like uh -huh. for you to tell the audience. Uh, your opening drawing is beautiful, and it's done with silver point. Uh, um, for our audience that may not know what that is, can you tell them what is silver point? Um, you know, uh, I, I took up silver point about eight years ago, and even before then, I always recalls seeing that medium um, written somewhere in, in in like museum exhibits or you know in some books I've come across, but I never knew what it was then. Um, I started investigating it and, you know, I love some of the old master's drawings like Da Vinci and you know, they use silver point. So I, um, I started investigating it and it really is um, a drawing with metal. Um, it's not just silver. I mean, I use silver myself, but it, it, uh, people also use uh, gold or copper. Um, but it, it was used during that time before the invention of um, graphite pencils. So that's what, people used to draw with was metal and um, they would take like a silver rod or, or, or a lead shaped piece of metal and scratch it and draw on a prepared surface. And, you know, if you haven't used it, it, it it's, it, it's, what's the word? It's very, um, uh, I guess, detailed and very, um, uh, it's not as smooth as, as a pencil, I guess, maybe, possibly, but um, it has a great tone to it. And because it's metal, over time, it, it tarnishes and gives it like a warmer um, hue. So, um, you know, I think it's an underrated medium. It's, it's a great medium, and I still like to use it. Um, it's uh, it, it lasts a lot longer than, than a typical uh, wood pencil. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great medium. Um, I, I, someday I'll probably try to get, um, try to use gold or copper, but right now I, I use silver and actually I was fortunate enough to, to do a drawing and participate in a group metal point show a few years ago at the Morris Graves Museum of Art in Eureka. And wow. I mean, there were some really great artists, um, there that, and their work it, it blew, it blew mine away. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, I just hope that, um, I think it's making a comeback. I see more people using it, but it's one of those old, old, old school mediums that people have sort of forgotten. Well, I'll just add, yes, I, I've done uh, a couple of drawings in Silver Point recently. And mm -hmm. um, a couple of uh, things that I learned about is that the unique thing is that it can't be erased. Yes. Um, it, it, yeah, it, it, I guess no, really. no. <laughs> if you think sandpaper yeah. is amazing, uh, I guess you can't be erased with sandpaper. Um, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, you cannot erase it. Um, but I think that's one of the great qualities of it. And when I draw with silver point, I just, I just use silver point. I try not to quote cheat. I don't start with a pencil and draw over it. Um, I just use, I, I use it like how the old masters would use it without a pencil and eraser and yeah, just draw, <laughs> I guess you can cover it up, but, um, you know, with, uh, with gesso or something, but yeah, but I think that's the beauty of it is that, you know, it's, it's once you put a line there, it's, it's there. Yeah. That it was the, uh, what I learned is it's the, uh, I mean, I could kind of hatch over it if I've really screwed up, but, um, 
I guess the whole point, yeah, when I uh, learned it, it was uh, the exercise was to, um, in that time, it was uh, a show-off piece. You could just draw and you didn't erase. Yeah. And then you just could draw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, 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 you know, that's a good and bad quality to it. But, you know, the, the, uh, the tones, I just find that um, it's really, in a way, um, it looks like pencil from a distance, but when you look really closely, it just has a different tone to it than a lot of pencils and, um, uh, particularly like, you know, gold or copper and you just, and especially when it tarnishes, it's just, um, uh, a fantastic medium. Yeah. I just, I really love that sketch at the front of your book. That was really great. Thank you. Um, and, and that yeah, was, you really know, cool. that I was offered by imagination too. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. So, well, all those images in the book were so in keeping with the theme. Uh, well, that's that. That reminds me. You know, it said in your, in your little intro, you're talking about. You know, you first you kind of started. Maybe did you start with drawing just what was there in your studio room during your block, and and when and why did you uh, take off and just do imagination? No, it, um, you know, like I said, I made a promise to myself not to draw anything that I was looking at, and um, you know, because. Uh, in the past, it's so easy to, uh, to draw something in front of you, but um, if someone hand you a piece of paper and say, you know, draw something uh, out of your imagination, a lot of people just sort of, you know, they draw a blank. <laughs> um, but I, I started doing it, um, like I said, just to, I've never really done something like that before, not to this extent. And it was just a great exercise and, you know, I mean, it, it was still, you know, somewhat frustrating. I mean, there were times where I had a mental block doing this and I just had to take a break. Um, you know, cause like I said, each page has 24 little drawings and drawing 24 drawings. I mean, that would, you know, it can get actually pretty tiring. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, when I was in studio, um, the first drawing I did, I, I um, there were, as I recall, there were, you know, a lot of architectural stuff, um, uh, stuff from memory, um, things that I just sort of recently learned. But uh, if you have the book and you sort of go through it um, chronologically, it sort of, some of the stuff sort of changed and uh, it became more, much more imaginary, much more abstract. And it would go, sort of go back and forth. But in the beginning, I sort of still sort of did stuff that was more, um, I guess the word is more more real than imagined, uh, but it's more on stuff I recall seeing. Um, and then later I sort of did more imaginary stuff. Uh, well, that kind of leads, I got several questions here and I was really surprised. I would tell the, 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 the listening audience, this is a beautiful, cute book for just like, you know, uh, if you have block and, and you got great hatching and everything, and then you surprised me. Because uh, you've got a couple of uh, color drawings in here, yeah. Um, and uh, did uh, did you draw those too, or those were? Um, yeah, I, I, those are paint, um, large eighteen by twenty four paintings on wood that I did. And you know, working with a publisher, um, there's you know, there's five thousand small black ink drawings, and we just thought a good way to sort of break up the ch a change of pace or bring a new change of pace was insert some of these paintings in that sort of had the same theme. Those paintings are also from imagination and remembering a, a place. And so the color 
um, those three color drawings, um, you know, provide a nice change of pace and, but still kept the same theme. And they all, each one of them had a different pro, um, characteristic, I think. Uh, you know, one was an abstraction, one um, is of a landscape, there were two of them landscapes, but one is much more colorful, one's more black and white and had different moods to them. So yeah, that was the idea behind those, those three color drawings. Uh, well, let me ask you first, you have charcoal, the headlands, and it's a charcoal pastel watercolor. Um, is it ganache? Gouache. Or am I just... Gouache. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> <it's, laughs> yeah, 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 you think of chocolate like me, but um, uh, yeah, the, those drawings, that, uh, unlike the um, sketchbook drawings were purely fountain pen ink, um, those drawings were mixed media, um, combination of watercolor, gouache, which is a um, more opaque type of watercolor with pastel and charcoal. And, you know, that's, you know, I, I, I use a lot of different mediums, you know, like silver point. I like to use different things and not just be um, concentrating on one. And those paintings, I mean, I sort of did those actually, now that you bring it up, I sort of did those, a lot of those at the same time that the sketchbook was going on. And, um, you know, maybe it was the result of the sketchbook. I don't know. I really don't recall um, that long ago, but um, they do have the same theme. It's just a different medium. Um, instead of one inch, one and a quarter inch square, these were 18 by 24 inch pieces of wood. And um, I would, I yeah, I had the same theme, um, but just used much different medium. Okay, so I'm going to ask you about your quote in here, and I'm going to tell the audience, I'll, I'll give the whole thing this short, so I'll tell the audience. I love ordinary common objects. They are often overlooked. The way they are composed with one another in our everyday lives tells a story. So my question is, um, how can common objects tell a story? Well, you know, um, in sort of the, the course I help teach, um, you know, a lot of times we focus on a composition in rooms or interiors, um, even desktops. And, you know, you, I mean, I'm just looking around at my room right now as we talk and the way things are arranged, if you do a drawing of them, people can, it, you can have a narrative that people um, can have and, and different narratives. And the way objects are laid out, whether it be an open book, uh, a coat on a chair, um, an open door, a lamp, um, I think those are great little uh images themselves that can have a hundred different narratives, <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and so when I look around and see common objects, um, you know, sometimes I think, wow, you know, this can be a, a little story here, here or there. It doesn't have to be a moving picture. Um, a, a still can be, uh, you know, a great story in itself. Um, so I guess that's what I meant. And, um, yeah, I mean, in, in the book, I, I drew a lot of common objects and I tried to arrange them in a way that, you know, might be compelling in their own way. And uh, I, mean, I hope I did that. I, um, but I think, um, you know, I tell students also that, um, you know, common objects in them isolated by themselves may seem sort of ordinary or uninteresting, but together, um, you know, they can have a little story. And, you know, the idea is to make that story beautiful and those common objects beautiful 
um, in, in their own way. Well, when you said that, it really, uh, really made me think too. I was like, well, what's surrounding me? I got, well, I got books all over the place. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I should, I should, I got paper, I got my flute, I've got pens and pencils. I've got, uh, well, I've got Monet's, uh, my postcard from Monet's gardens right there in front of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, what stories you know, I, that tell about me? but you know, each, each object, have, you know, they're, they're beautiful in their own, in their own way. Um, I remember when I was at Berkeley and they used to have these drawing competitions. I remember I saw one of the winners, um, they're drawing and it was, it was gorgeous. It was just a simple handrail <laughs> um, that went into a wall. <clears throat> and, you know, that was probably better than any, any drawing of a sunset or waterfall um, that I ever saw. <laughs> and so, you know, these, these objects, common objects have a beauty themselves when they're together. Um, they create a story somehow. Mm, yeah. I could think of a thousand little things, stories with that. I suppose a handrail is, a lot of different, uh, yeah. a lot of different people putting, going up and down, and and where they're going, what they're doing, how they're doing it, what they're thinking. That could be a yeah, lot of no. things. Yeah, the light, the textures, everything. You know, they all work hand hand in hand. Um, and now, I I really like this one too. Of course, obviously, since we're both into landscape, we're gonna like landscape uh, pictures and paintings. And you have the Tennessee Valley, and yeah. uh, what's the Tell me more about it. It's charcoal, pastel, watercolor, and uh, chocolate on plywood. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, that is um, – <clears throat> if you're not familiar with the Bay Area in, in California, um, Tennessee Valley is uh, an area that is in Marin County, which is just north of the Golden Gate Bridge. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that drawing, again, uh, I used to – I hiked in that area before, and – I came home one day and, um, you know, wanted to recreate that scene, but using s- simple lines and, and simple forms. And, you know, I really like simple gestures and lines, even in landscape architectural designs. Uh, you know, a lot of my drawings use simple lines and gestures, you know, a lot, little, very little detail and use white space of the paper. Um, in that drawing, I, you know, it, it, if you're actually out in that scene, there's a lot of different textures going on, different um, trees, shrubs, uh, mountains, and oceans. But in, in that particular painting, uh, I sort of concentrated on the, the lines of the trees as they follow the creek and how, how it led into the ocean. So, um, you know, simplicity is a big thing for me. You know, negative space, um, you know, helps frame the subject or let the, let the mind of the viewer fill in the blanks. Um, you know, a, a blanks, blanks on a paper can be very powerful and the simplicity helps filter out the, so the unnecessary details and focus on the things that matter the most. So, you know, that, I guess that's what I was trying to convey in that drawing and that, that little quote. Yeah, it is. And, uh, I'm looking through like some of your drawings and yeah, you've got, uh, like plan views, you've got, you know, perspectives and sections and, and lots of use of space. Is there, um, I'll throw you my stump question. So, what's your favorite page in a book? <laughs> you know, I that's that's really impossible. I mean, I like I said, there's five thousand drawings, twenty four drawings per page, and there's like two hundred and fifteen pages. And you know, there's there's one that I like more. Yes, um, and I, you know, I 
you know, I, man, I, I just, I guess I don't have an answer to that. I, there's something I do like more. Um, but if you notice that there's no, there's no page numbers on this book. So I can't even tell you what page it is. So, uh, you know, when, when the publisher and I decide to do this book, <clears throat> we try to make it as, um, the same as original sketchbook as possible. The only page numbers are on the introductory pages. I think it's like four pages or so. Um, the rest of it is just made to feel like the original sketchbook. So there's not even page numbers on it. I couldn't refer you to a page, but um, the drawings I do like, I think maybe, um, I would say it's more towards middle to the end. And because the reason was is that I think my drawings got better. Um, when I started, I was still sort of a, beginning grad students still finding my way how to draw and sketch and as the years went by towards me towards the middle of the book i think my drawings got better i was better with textures and line weights and um, even the subject matters got better the compositions so i would say not a particular page but i think from the middle section on i think my drawings definitely got better and um i think you sort of see you know, chronologically, the development of some of the imagery and, and artwork. Um, I think, I mean, me personally, I thought it was better. Well, I'll let you just open your book and just flip to a page, and uh, mm-hmm. I'll give you a second and tell okay. me which. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll talk for a minute while you flip yeah. to a page. Yeah. Um, and then just uh, I'll let you tell me some of the things that your motivations or, or thoughts that came to you while you were. Uh, uh, drawing these because yeah they're so varied I mean you've got like lines going the distance and you've got close-ups and uh, you've got uh, oh I see a house here and it's definitely like looking at it sideways um, yeah. and uh, it just 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 really musings and yeah some of them are very just simple you got like a flag on top of a hill yeah and, and, you know, again these are just lots of stream of conscious consciousness stuff um you know, I will say, you know, um, after I finished the book and sort of reviewed it, um, there were some things where I could I could sort of tell that it reflected part of um, my life at that time, and, or, or where I was living. <clears throat> and you know, I'm not a religious person, but uh, there are some sections in a book where I, I just noticed, my God, there's a lot of churches and crosses here. How did that happen? And I think it was because I lived in New Mexico at that time in Santa Fe and, um, you know, Spanish New Mexico, there's, you see crosses and these, you know, powerful church, you know, uh, imagery around. I think subconsciously I just started sketching those things down. And also, um, around that time, I also was traveling through Europe a few years earlier and, you know, the, uh, those European churches were probably set in my memory too. So, um, even though these things are random, I, I, I think as the years went on, I, some of the things I've drawn were things that I, that were, you know, sort of part of my life in a way. Um, you know, so a lot of things not, but a lot of things were, and, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm looking through the book now it's, there's a lot of random stuff, but there's also a lot of stuff that I think, um, uh, a lot of things that I liked the way uh, some of the landscape forms um, that I've seen in the past were, were drawn here. A lot of textures that I like were drawn here. Um, yeah, so it's just uh, it's just a, a lot of different things, um, and 
I really can't say that not not one drawing is the same as the other. <laughs> and yeah, it's just something that, um, you know, uh, over 27 years of drawing, working on this book, uh, it, it, it just became sort of a visual library. And I hope it just gives some inspiration to some people in some way. Yeah, definitely. I could tell it too, for the beginning of the book through to the end, towards the end, you get, you're really going into a lot more detail with your drawings. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's more, I think the subject matters are more clear too, in a way. <laughs> um, and maybe a little more varied too. I think maybe in the beginning I, I, I had a lot of, uh, I had a feeling I had a lot more buildings there and more architectural work where it, and then later on, I sort of more focused on more, maybe more abstractions and textures and, you know, much more imaginary things. Uh, but, you know, it, like I said, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to this book. And it's completely random, you know, 5,000 little drawings of, you know, things in my, in my head, <laughs> swirling in my head. And I got to admit, there's a little bit of underlying humor in here too. So, um, so hopefully that the reader will get that. <laughs> Um, so, well, how do you use your book or how do you use this process of just drawing um, in your own studios and uh, how can students or other professionals um, introduce this book in their practice or classrooms to uh, for their own inspiration and uh, teaching? Oh, um, well, you know, this was really, um, when I started out, it was just a personal project for me. I didn't really intended for other people to use it it just sort of happened um you know when, we, when this book was published and me personally i i use it as a visual resource library um not just for design but even for new artworks and drawings uh it, it sits on my shelf and near my table if i ever need it I, I'll, I'll grab it and and flip through it again thumb through it um, i guess it's like looking at a magazine again <laughs> but at least it's my own drawings my own ideas um, as far as other people using it, um, you know, I hope they use it the same way too, that, you know, the, if they ever need an idea or feel like they have a little bit of a, a brain lock, they can pick it up and use it and thumb through it and get some inspiration from it or, or just simply enjoy looking through it and discover something new every time that, that that's perfectly fine with me. I don't, I don't think people need to use this professionally if they can use it just as, um, you know, leisurely, um, you know, and, and just enjoy looking through it. Um, it's sort of like reading pictures, not words. Um, but you know, it, it's, I hope it inspires people that they can start drawing things, not just by looking at something, but using their own imagination and, and, you know, and trusting themselves. Um, you know, a couple of people say that I think they've told me that, um, they actually use it as a, you know, a de-stressor somehow. Uh, they look, <clears throat> just looking at it, um, you know, during times when they have some stress, they sort of flip through it, and I guess they, they find some kind of relaxation in it, and, you know, that's great. Um, other people said they, they looked at it with their children, imagining stories as they look through the drawings. And actually, that's been one of my favorite comments about the book. Oh, that's a great idea to just say, okay, take one of these and um, write a story about it. Write your own drawings about my drawing. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Like that? yeah. As a theme or, you know, some kids, some parents have looked at it with children and, um, you know, they, they, they sort of treat it as like a little children's book. 
you know, they say, what's this, what's this, or what's happening here. And, and the kids are imagining stuff um, on their own. That's true. It is. It is a. a, We don't have that anymore. A book without uh, with visual words instead of real words. Yeah, and um, yeah, that that's what it was. And you know, as far as students, I tell them, you know, you never know where drawings can take you. You know, whether it be a book of their own or even if they want to pursue some other fields. But you know, everyone has a story to tell, and I think drawing drawing it out is a great way to express it, not just in words. Well, that's kind of what landscape architects do. We uh, we do yes. visual words. Isn't yes. that right? <laughs> Three-dimensionally. Three-dimensionally. Um, so, uh, well, I would like for you to, uh, since I, I, we talked about this, like, uh, we got to talk about all these little drawings. Uh, I'm going to let you pick a page and then just okay. tell me where you, uh, give me a second to flip to something, and then tell me, since I won't know what page you're on, I'm just yes. flipping through it, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's uh, that, there's, there's a ribbon marker in that book, and I guess that's one reason I we decided to put a ribbon marker there to sort of keep your page in the book, uh, keep your spot in the book since there's no um, page number. But again, that it, it, it was part of the reasoning was just to keep the the, the same flavor as the sketchbook. Oh, I think so too. Yeah, because yes, I didn't think about it, but sketchbooks have no page numbers. No, no. Yeah, and I tried always. Yeah. It keeps with a randomness randomness theme. (laughs) It keeps with a randomness theme. It does keep with a randomness theme. Uh, So I'll let you pick something and then uh, tell me what your your thoughts uh, were as you were drawing out your imagination. Oh, okay. Well, you know, uh, know, when I started drawing some of these, uh, there'd be a lot of times where I have an image in mind. Like, let's say I'm looking at a page now where um, it is, um, it looks like a, an old ladder on coming up to an Adobe building, uh, an Adobe structure. And a lot of times I would have an image in mind and start drawing. A lot of other times, especially for the abstractions and imagining things, I would just start putting lines on the paper without knowing what I was going to draw. And um, there would be different textures and um, lines coming here. Um, uh, for instance, on one, one drawing, it looks like um, a, a road and a landscape leading off to it leading off in the distance. And other drawings would just be, um, you know, looks like tiles or mosaics on a floor. And I would, you know, definitely say at least <clears throat> I would say at least half the drawings in a book. Um, started off with not us without a real preconceived idea where I was going to draw. I just started drawing and just let the the idea come forward. Um, You know, there's another page um, again, or a lot of ordinary objects, a lot of scenes from desktops, cafe fronts, a lot of architectural interiors, windows, excuse me. Um, Yeah. I mean, so, you know, when you have 5,000 drawings, I think you, I've sort of run the gamut of, <laughs> of what I can think of. Uh, I, I can probably start another book. Um, not yet, not, at least not, not the style, but um, yes, I, I think um, a lot of simpler drawings were just started with no preconceived idea in my head, and it just sort of developed as I started drawing. 
a lot of the other ones did I did have a strong idea and those are more I, I think maybe a little more detailed or a little bit more I guess we you say um more more real rather than abstract and yeah I just think um as I moved along uh some of the same themes <clears throat> repeated itself but um again it was just um there's no there's no rhyme or reason to to these sketches and it just sort of occurred as i was drawing and whatever that that may have been that that time of day and or whatever year <laughs> um this was done over the course of over 20 over 25 years so um it it, it, <laughs> it really spanned a, a long time and it, it really um how do I say it, it really captured a lot of the stuff that um, I've encountered and I just try to, you know, draw them down and record them somehow. Well, I think it's, it's, uh, it's really inspirational because, you know, you think about it, I just had a thought that, you know, while we're looking through other books and stuff for ideas, really um, what we all maybe visual artists or people tend to focus on first is uh, pictures on a page before you ever read it anyway. So really, when I'm flipping through books, all I'm doing, if I'm doing it fast, all I'm doing is flipping through and looking at the pictures and illustrations quickly anyway before I read anything. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I buy a lot of books. And to tell you the truth, I buy them more for the images than the words. Um, that's just the way I am. I like a lot of, um, you know, a lot, I love drawings. I, love, I collect books of drawings. And, yes, th this book, um, I, I it, there's two things I, I sort of – consciously didn't put in this book one was text and the other one for some reason was faces there's you know f there's a lot of drawings here thousands of drawings but i think there's only three drawings that has a face and i'm not sure why <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but uh yes it's mostly objects and scenes and views and you know and um abstracts but very few faces and very few text um i, I didn't want to spell anything out i just is really a, a, a pictorial and um, yeah, you know, they say, you know, words are, I mean, pictures can be much more powerful than words. So uh, I think each one has a little story in itself and um, I hope, you know, people enjoy it. Well, I think so too, because I think there's, if you're looking for an idea, if it's not mm -hmm. in here, I don't know where it would be. <laughs> Well, you know, there's millions of ideas, so I, I, I mean, I just scratched the surface, but um, yeah, I, I, you know, it, it was a years-long um, exercise for me, and I'm glad I did it. It didn't start off that way, and it just, things just, <clears throat> you never know what happens when you start drawing, and uh, and what develops, and um, this was, uh, I'm glad I did this, and, you know, I look forward to the next project. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I'll just tell those things. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, there are a bazillion different ideas out here, but I could definitely see this and then take more ideas from ideas and uh, et cetera. So, mm -hmm. um, well, Eddie, I'd like to thank you for so much for being here today and sharing this book with my audience. This is a real treasure. Um, and I'd like, can you tell us, um, what are you working on now? Well, <clears throat> well, right now, I'm, I'm so... Um, teaching and uh, I teach um, freshman drawing courses at University of San Francisco and California College of the Arts. 
I'm still a practicing landscape architect. I, you know, I do projects now and then, but I, like I said, I really like teaching. I, I teach um, outdoor drawing, freehand drawing. Um, and I would still like to actually <clears throat> pursue um, illustration, particularly book illustration in sort of the next phase here. Uh, I actually, you know, want to do more graphic design and, you know, probably work on another book of my own. So yeah, those are some of the things, <clears throat> stuff I'm working on now, but primarily uh, teaching and a few landscape architecture projects. Oh, well, excellent. Well, you'll have to send me those uh, new drawing books for inspiration. Uh, would you publish them? Sure. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, well, again, I'd like to thank you for being here today. And I'll let our audience know that this is, uh, the book is Random Imaginations, a collection of illustrated musings by Eddie Chow, published by Oro Editions in 2018. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. And again, I want to thank everyone for listening today. And your book is Random Imaginations, a collection of illustrated musings by Eddie Chow, published by Oro Editions in 2018. And this has been Trisha Keffer, your host for New Books and Architecture, a podcast channel on the New Books Network with a special mini-series in landscape architecture. Thank you for listening. Thank you.